Welcome to SVCC Weekly, a weekly podcast from Sangman Valley Christian Center in Muhammad, Illinois. We hope you enjoy this message from our church, and be sure to check us out online at www.sangmanvalley.net. Today, if you want to go ahead, you can turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Uh, we're in the middle of a series looking about seeking the kingdom of God first and kind of looking at some the primary ways that we seek first the kingdom of God and God's covenant ways or his righteousness. And so as we're going through this, uh, we've looked at kind of the mission of the church to follow Jesus and reach out. We've looked at the vision of the church, that spiritual house that God is building, that vision that we need to see the spiritual house being built. Uh, and then we've looked at what it the first kind of unchanging value of four that we're looking at over a few weeks here uh, of the church. The first, God's word. No matter what we do as a church, we come to God's word. Second unchanging value we've looked at, and we looked at last week, was prayer. Really asking, petitioning prayer, asking God to move and asking uh, God to come and for his will to be done. Praying according to God's will. Knowing that he hears us and that we receive what we ask. Today, we're going to not look at the third unchanging value of the church, but we're going to look at an outflow, so to speak, of the first two. If we are studying God's word, if we are in prayer, it's from those two that our worship flows. Our worship flows. Now, worship is more than just music. Worship is more than what we do on a Sunday morning, though most of us, when we talk about worship, that's what you picture. Uh, it's more than that. Worship is really what we're to do all of our life. But worship through music comes out of our time in scripture and in prayer. Most people that write worship songs, it's not because they sit there and say, what sounds good? What's poetic? What's good to sing? It's about knowing who God is and you declare that. So it often comes out of our time in scripture and prayer. Sometimes it's literally people going to scripture and, and knowing verses that then they make into song for us to sing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I won't sing you that song, but I've heard one or two that go along with it. It's because it comes straight from scripture. So what is worship? What is worship? It's more than just music, although music is part of that. It's more than just music. And so I want to spend a few moments going through Romans chapter 12 here, looking at what is worship. Romans 12, 1, we'll start there and we'll read down to at least verse 2. Verse 1 will be up on the screen in case you haven't found it yet in your Bible. Go ahead. You probably aren't going to and just read on the screen with us. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. In other words, because of everything Paul's already written, laying out salvation as that free gift from God. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. What he's already explained to them, the mercies of God. In other words, now that you've received God's mercy, now that you understand it, live your life in response to what God has done for you. God's mercy. In other words, we were deserving of something else. Romans tells us we were deserving of death. For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. We were deserving of death, and yet because of God's mercy, he, he came in, he forgave us. He didn't give us what we were due, but he brought forgiveness, compassion towards each of us. 
this mercy that comes and meets us where we are, meets the world where they are in the midst of their sinfulness. Based on all of that, we now come and we need to respond to that. We need to move on now that we have accepted that and grow in that, we could say. And so our response to God's mercy then becomes evident here in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul also writes about this elsewhere in Scripture. Part of what I love about this, this verse, though, and it's a, great, it's a great picture for us, although some of us may breeze by it, even if we've heard it before, but when it goes on and says, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know Jewish history, most of you. They would take their sacrifice and they would put it upon the altar and it would be dead by the time they put it on the altar, right? It's laying there kind of lifeless at that point. Living sacrifices then becomes a great picture for all of us because what does something that's living often do? <laughs> right? If someone's going to go and try to sacrifice you, what are you going to do? You're probably going to try to jump off the altar, right? Many of us, that's how we live our Christian life. We're trying to be living sacrifices, but we're, oh, don't do it. We're trying to jump off the altar from time to time. Dead sacrifices are, are much easier. But living sacrifice is what God has called us to by the mercies of God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Interesting to me here that it is now starting to tie in. Yeah, present your bodies, your physical body, right? You have your arms, what you're going to defend yourself with sometimes if someone is trying to actually make you a sacrifice. But then it says, this is your spiritual worship. It's more than just physical, and yet physical and spiritual need to go together. That's why oftentimes you, you hear the worship leaders say, all right, let's raise our hands. Now, some of you have seen the comedian that, how do you raise your hand? Okay, is it small fish? Is it a big TV? You know, we all have different styles of how we do it. What are you comfortable with is how it goes sometimes. And that's okay, but... There's part of why our bodies even need to get involved. How do we worship? Really one of the greatest pictures of worship and what it is in Scripture is it's bowing down before God. Saying he's higher, he's exalted, he is the way we are to live. So our response to God's mercy, I believe here kind of gives us three responses or a, a progression we could say. The first is our, our mind is renewed by the word and by the spirit of God. If you go on to verse 2. It's not up on the screen. So you're going to have to turn there in your Bibles. It says do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed. Be changed in other words. By the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Our mind is renewed. How? Well scripture tells us elsewhere though it doesn't explicitly lay it out here in Romans 12 too, tells us it is renewed by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Ephesians six seventeen makes it most clear. It says, and take the helmet of salvation, you know, the armor of God that's laid out there, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Titus 3, 5 tells us that we are regenerated, we're made new by the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says this, and, and we also thank God constantly for this, 
that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, in other words, it was proclaimed first, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. When we come to receive God's mercy, it's us accepting what we know of the plan of salvation, God's love being poured out for each one of us. And then we come and we allow God's word to change us, the spirit of God that comes as we read the word and changes us, renews our mind, our mind that's connected to our bodies. Second thing is, is we learn to discern and desire God's will. We learn to discern and desire God's will. Again, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God. Not just discern it, but you come to desire God's will. Not your will. That's why we can truly become living sacrifices that aren't fighting back. Because it's no longer about my will. It's now about God's will. We receive God's mercy. Our minds begin to change. We begin to, to discern and desire what is God's will, that good, acceptable, and perfect will. That's why we also pray God's will. The third thing is we, we really respond to God's mercies as we've come to accept it. We are transform, transformed and respond accordingly. Ultimately, this is really our, our worship. We are transformed. We're changed. We're constantly being changed, becoming more and more like God. And we worship God. So worship really is our response to God's mercy that becomes now our entire life. Our entire life is to be lived as worship. That's why you hear me say from time to time, it's not just music. Worship through music is one way we worship God. But we practice generally when we gather together as a church on Sunday morning, a lot of the other ways we worship God. Many of you are serving God through the church. You're serving God by greeters. You're serving God as kids check in. You're serving God. Some come and clean the church, do maintenance on the church. You're down with the kids. You're getting ready for VBS. You're decorating, running tech stuff. There's all kinds of ways that you serve. That's part of our worship to God. We come and we read scripture. It's part of our, our worship. That's why our music is formed by that time of studying God's word. We come and we pray together. We, we come and we receive tithes and offerings that we receive for, yeah, the work of ministry here, but also part of what we receive is special offerings, as well as our regular offerings that goes to supporting other ministries, goes to supporting the proclamation of the gospel around the world. It's part of our worship. Worship, right, is more than just singing songs Sunday morning. It's really all of our life is to be worshipped. We're to be that living sacrifice, that surrendering to God's will. It's our, it's our response to God's mercy. Now, the last part I want to talk about this morning is that music is an expression of worship. An expression of worship, too. Now, expression is easy, and this is how I'm re referring to it. Do you make expressions on your face? Right? So can you make me an expression? Who, who can smile, right? When you're happy, generally you smile. When you're sad, you generally what? You frown. Okay. Will you turn and frown at your neighbor for a second? Only because I make you usually smile. Okay, now turn to the other neighbor and smile. 
generally, what would you prefer to do? Smile. And generally, you'd prefer to see somebody else smiling. Correct? But there are times when we don't quite feel that way. There are times when really we're expressing our heart to God. We're responding to him in such a way that it's still worship. It's still worship. You may not always think of it that way, but scripture really talks about two primary expressions. What you just did with your face and the form of worship through music. So smile for a second, the, the happy one. Right? There's songs in Scripture. In fact, uh, one of the songs is we maybe would call songs of victory. Exodus 15.1, Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. They sang, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has been thrown into the sea. Song of victory. There's other songs of victory in Scripture. We also have songs of lament, we would call it. That's really when we're sad. We see that in Scripture as well. If you read through the book of Psalms, that song book and also prayer book for Israel, we see those songs of lament. Psalms, songs, you get how it kind of goes together there. Psalm 69.3, it says it like this, crying out to God really in a moment of sadness. He says, I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. We have songs of victory. We have songs of lament. And both are really an expression of our worship to God. Songs of lament are also, all right, God, it doesn't appear to me that you showed up here. Why not? And it's crying out our heart to God. And that's okay to do. We also have songs of victory. Many of you I've known for years and years, some of you not as long, and you've been through these times where there have been songs of victory, but there's also been songs of lament. Don't let the world tell you that songs of lament are no longer worship to God. If you go through the book of Psalms, there's several of them. It is part of our worship, crying out to God, responding to him, saying, God, this isn't the way it's intended to be. It's not the way you created this world to be. It's not the way that heaven's going to be. And therefore, from that sorrow of not seeing really God's will, we could say, and the way he created it to be because sin entered the world because of what humanity chose, what Adam and Eve chose, we have songs of lament. Saying, God, why do I not see it the way it was intended? And we have songs of victory. When we're happy, it's again that expression of happiness to God. But it's also okay when you're sad to have those moments crying out and expressing that sadness, God, and it is still worship. As I draw towards a conclusion this morning, the last thing I want us to consider. Sundays when we gather as a church, I, I hope that you all kind of see these different elements happening from time to time. There's been times that so many of us are going through seasons of sadness that there are times that we really worship the Lord with songs of lament as a corporate body. Sometimes it's individually, sometimes it's corporately. 
I hope you see that. I hope you see as worship is our response to God's mercy, worship is all of what we do, that you see those different elements around us as people are serving God through the local church. They also serve God through other ministries around us and partnering with other organizations, serving and loving on your neighbors. But I hope you see many of these elements when we gather on a Sunday morning. One of the ways that we do this, one of the ways that we come and we use music as part of our worship is we start service and end service with that. We start service. In part, we start service because Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In other words, you walk in the door, there's the gates. Are you entering with thanksgiving? Even if it means I'm thankful I made it here today, even if it's 15 minutes late. you thankful. It's interesting. To enter with thanksgiving means it needs to be on our lips and our mouths. It's part of our bodies also being involved, that living sacrifice. Praise. Enter his courts with praise. Part of praise is that hands lifted up. Psalms 100 verse 4 talks the first part about really those expressions through our bodies, our, our lips, our mouths, our, our hands being involved as we come in. Then it goes on and says, give thanks to him, bless his name. You may think it's repeating, and, and in some ways it is. But the second part when it says, give thanks to him, I think part of what it's getting to is it's really about now the inside. It's about an attitude. It's internally about an attitude of giving thanks to God. It's not just on our lips, it's not just lip service, but it's also a heart issue, an inside issue that we give thanks to him, blessing his name as well. It's more than just lip service. It's about an attitude of the heart, saying, I know how great you are. Even if what around me isn't great, even if there's moments of suffering, sadness that I see, I come, and I respond to God's mercy today. How great he is. I can give thanks in the midst of it. I can still praise him because he is far above whatever sorrow I see around me, whatever sin I see around me. So as we come into God's presence in a special way, God's always with us, but when we come into his presence as a gathering Sunday mornings, allow our time in scripture and prayer to bring you to really a response of worship through music. We're going to do that now as the worship team comes. We're going to respond to God. It's a, it's a time for you to get your hands involved, your mouth involved in that thanks, that praise. It's also... Sometimes a moment of lament, and that's okay too. But will you go ahead and stand to your feet as worship team comes and let us worship God through music as we conclude our service today. Thank you for listening to SBCC Weekly. We hope you'll subscribe to this podcast as well as give us a like. You can visit us again online at www.sangamonvalley.net.